This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello, everyone, and welcome along to Tuesday's edition of Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis podcast. Brought to you in association with Bet Rivers, your hometown sports book. It's the Monte Carlo Masters, the 1000 event, the first big event on the clay courts in European season. And I'm delighted to say I'm over in Nice, ready to go to the tennis tomorrow and Thursday. And joining me from the UK on his birthday. Happy yes. birthday to ATP Tour senior handicapper for Because We Win. It's Sean Calvert. Happy, many happy returns on your birthday. Thank you. Thank you very much. It's been, yeah. It's been, it's been all right so far, actually. Bublik's done us a favour, hasn't he? Um, what better present could you have on your birthday than Alexander Bublik delivering a nice prize winner for you? Well, I felt like it was my birthday when I landed in the south of France today. The weather is absolutely beautiful, as you can see behind me. Cool. Turned on my phone. So, well, it's, it, it, you're not here, that's why. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. the pop with the weather. You're the I the am at the minute. The Shocking. But I think Thursday, the weather's going to be bad. But the weather was beautiful. Turned on the phone, saw Bublik one, saw a cash to plus two seventy five ticket. Mm-hmm. Sent a text to my friend for got some money to play up. My friend is over here uh, working at the Monte Carlo uh, Masters. Said to yeah. him, uh, "What do you like today?" He said, "Davidovich Rikina." Said he's fit. Bet him at my uh, minus one hundred five. Got beat six two six two. So my high of a short was very short lived. Uh, great two point seven plus two seventy five winner, and then a loser straight back uh, down to earth with the bank. Yeah, it was difficult, wasn't it, with Davidovich? Because if he was fit, that that would have been a, a reasonable price, I think. But after that Estoril showing last week, I wasn't sure if he was fit or not. That's why I didn't get involved in that one. But he may have been fit and just had a shocking day. I don't know. I didn't watch that match, to be honest. I'm, I've been watching Rublev try, trying his best to uh, to destroy our outright. But he seems to be on the way back at the minute as we speak. So hopefully that'll be all right. That is, he's come in actually. Yeah. We had him at 33 to one. He was before, he, before he's even hit a ball, he was about 16 to one. So his, his price is hard without him doing anything. Yeah. We've got the value. Obviously, if you hadn't seen betting weekly game bet match on Sunday, uh, Andre Rublev is Sean's pick to win here in Monte Carlo. He was plus 3,300. He's now down to plus 1,600 and bet rivers were the best price in the world and offering a very generous a half of the odds one two so 16 to one to make the final those odds have come down in half that's all you can do uh looking at our profit uh we've started had a bad day yesterday on the picks but we won on round one uh, with that boobie pick at plus 275 so our overall po- profit now is plus uh, sorry minus 4.31 units and that could have been a plus if obviously our finalist Echeverry had beaten Francis yeah. TFO but we landed the each way money there so uh, we were on a bit of a, a little bit of a comeback trail, uh, you know. Minus four thirty-one coming into the uh, the real nitty-gritty of the tennis season, not ideal, but it's uh, it could be a lot worse. It's, it's okay. I mean, it's you know, it's not it's not brilliant. You know, you don't always have a fabulous year. If you, if you took our PNL over the last 
18 months it would be off the charts in positive you know you can't it depends how you want to look at it short term or or longer term it's it's you know it's one of them it's not been particularly great this season so far but it's not it's not been a complete disaster and, and last year was incredibly good so it depends how you want to look at it i suppose sports betters are goldfish uh, they 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 they, can, they don't remember much they yeah, remember sure. the last bet um but obviously here at the Bet Rivers Network and on because we win here for the uh, for the betting weekly here on the game bet match. We always monitor our results and we give you total transparency. And currently we are minus four point three one units coming in to the clay court season and the second major of the tournament, the French Open, which is just over uh, about six weeks away from now. Uh, let's have a look at uh, tomorrow's match here in Monte Carlo. Uh, Wednesday's play; it's the second round. We have six matches or seven matches. We want to discuss. There are obviously some matches coming about all the time now because the games are being played. So check out the Bet Rivers website for all the latest odds. Let's start off with uh, the first game, which is of some interest to you. Alex Diminua minus one seventy five up against Struff plus one thirty eight. The pair have met three times before. Two one to the Australian Diminua. Uh, never met on clay. Uh, the spread here is two and a half, and the total games are twenty one and a half. Uh, Alex Diminua. Played quite well against Andy Murray. I don't know if he played really well or Andy Murray just had a bad day at the office. We went over two and a half sets in that game, which was a losing bet. But uh, well, yeah, he was absolutely uh... shocking. Even even he described it as, I think, one of the worst two or three performances of his career, and that was that was spot on. He was absolutely appalling. I mean, you can't judge Diminor on that. It was. I'm not sure who Murray would have beaten on that form. Maybe me and you, but not many other people on that level. It was it was terrible. Yeah, I mean, is it is it the case that you know, obviously, just had a bad day at the office, or the case that he's come to claim, which is taxing on your body, and he may have taken his toll. He was also on holiday in Marbella the week before, so probably his preparation wasn't wasn't ideal. Uh, but the meanwhile, did get the job done, uh, very convincing as well. You know, he didn't have much to beat, but he did win convincingly. Uh, and you think that the the Bet Rivers may have looked at this that match and sort of overestimated the the odds for this one. Possibly, because there's, there's nothing in Diminor's clay data that suggests he should be that sort of price against Struff. Um, you know, you could look at this a variety of ways. If you look at their head-to-head career series, they're all, they've all been played on hard courts. But in terms of service points, one and return points, one total, Struff leads the way on 102 to 98. So he's had the better of, although Diminor leads it 2-1. I think one of them was a final set tiebreak, wasn't it, uh, in favour of Diminor. But in terms of the points won, Struff's won more of them. Um, so he's he's got a slight edge on their head to head on hard courts, yeah, admittedly. But if you look at the clay data, you can look at short term or, or long term in terms of their service points, one return points, one totals on clay at main level over the last fifty matches uh, for Struff, and only thirty six matches for Diminor because that's that's how many he's played uh, in his career. Again, it's Struff with the lead; he's on one hundred and one uh, compared to Diminor's ninety eight. Um, now, if we look at slightly newer data, you could there might, might imagine there are people that, are, that would argue that Diminor's improved on clay recently. He had a reasonable clay swing last year. But if we look at Diminor on clay over the last 12 months, his service points won and return points won total is, is better. It's 101. Uh, Struff didn't play the clay swing last year because he had a bad injury. But if we take his last 10 matches on clay at main level, he's on 102. So he's still better. Um, and if you look at the form that Struff's shown so far this week. It's, it's, he's beaten some really good players. He beat Roussevoiri, who admittedly would probably be better on a hard court, but he's still, he's still a decent um, player, certainly on form that he's shown this season. Struff beat him. He also beat Albert Ramos and Juan Pablo Varillas to get to this stage. So he's in, he's in very good form. Um, 
And as we say, Deminor, he hasn't got the clay data, and I'm not sure what he beat in Andy Murray. It wasn't it wasn't the Andy Murray that we've come to know over the years, that's for sure. So statistics are, are, are suggesting to me that that Deminor is is rather short for this match. Yeah, Deminor was always a fave for me on clay, and the Struff is a proven competitor on this surface and the market may have just looked at the scoreline between Murray and thought, you know, that's impressive, but didn't break the game down. That's probably why you're going to get minus 175 Demore. So what's the angle of attack here, Sean? You know, you, you think there could be a potential of a shot with Struff. Are we going to take him on the money line or is there another preferred angle that you want to take? Yeah, I've taken the plus two and a half games handicap just for a bit of security at even money. I think that's 1.92 uh, now with Bet Rivers. I took it slightly bigger earlier on today. Um, you know, he's held he's held serve ninety two percent of the time against Dimino. I know it's on hard courts. You won't be holding that that often, presumably on a on a clay court, but everything that I can see in the numbers um suggests that the slight value on Struff. So give bearing in mind that Struff does tend to lose a lot of close matches that he perhaps should win. Um that's certainly held him back in his career so far. I've taken the plus two and a half games on the handicap. So plus two and a half games is minus around minus one oh two. Sorry, minus 108 on the Bet Rivers website. Head to the Bet Rivers website. Obviously, the, the order of play isn't out yet. It's an early start. These games could matches could start around about 5 a.m. Eastern time. So make sure you you get your bets on nice and early. Check the Bet Rivers website because they're going to be a very, very early start. If you want to leave it late, make sure you set the alarm clock. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, the winner recently in, in Estoril returned to play, a return to the winning circle for Kasper Rudin in an ATP 250 event. He's a very heavy favourite. Minus 385 against Botic Van der Sandrup. Van der Sandrup, I, I can't see Van der Sandrup causing too many problems on a clay court. Plus 285 to win this match. He has caused uh, problems for Rude previously, though. They've met four times and the Dutchman leads 3-1 in the head-to-head. It's 1-1 it's on clay as well. The handicap here is four and a half and the totals are 21 and a half with overs at minus 105. Van der Sandrup has caused Rude problems, Sean. Uh, he mm-hmm. has beaten him on clay. But Rude, obviously, after a bad start to the year, has come back to winning ways last week in Portugal. Yeah, he has. But it, it might not be easy for him to just carry on in that in that vein here in Monte Carlo. Now, the conditions are very different. Uh, he has got very little time to to adapt from the conditions. A lot of people were saying were quite quick in Estoril. A lot of people were saying it was it was quick. Some of the guys, Nuno Borges, I remember when he, when he lost to Halis, he said it was really quick. He couldn't he couldn't return the serve. It was, um, people weren't sure whether it was the, the different balls they were using this year or just whatever it was, it was just slightly quicker. Um, we know it's slower here in Monte Carlo usually. Uh, and as I say, he's had very little time to adapt. So, you know, there are there are certain reasons to take on Rudy, not least the fact that um, the head-to-head on all surfaces does does favour van der Zanschel. He's also beaten him on clay, as you said. Um, the head-to-head in that series is... It's just favours van der Zanschel, actually, in terms of service points one and return points one. He's on 101 to Rude's 99. So over the course of four matches that they've played, he's had a slight edge. Um, Rude will certainly argue that he should have won in Miami when they played there quite recently. He, he definitely should have won that match. He, he handed it back to, to van der Zanschel, really. Um, but if you look at the clay data of the pair of them on main at, at main level in the last 12 months, it certainly favours Rude. He's on 106 compared to van der Zandrup, 101. So it depends how you want to look at it. If you want to look at it in terms of the matchup, which I'd say was quite sensible, you would say that the Dutchman has certainly caused Rude an awful lot of problems. Um, you could also say that Rude has got to adapt quickly. Um, 
the problem I have with Van der Zandt is he's, he's such a hard guy to call. He's, I think he's one of the toughest players to try and sort of second guess. I mean, I watched him in um, Marrakesh last week, almost got bageled in the first set by O'Connell, ended up winning that set on the tiebreak, then ended up getting bageled by him in the in the third set. And here in Monte Carlo, he was a set and I think three nil down or set and four nil down to, to Fuksovic yesterday, ended up winning. He's, he's just all over the place, Van der Zanschel. I think, I think if you are having a bet on this one, I'm, I'm not going to have a bet, but I think it's a, a lean. I think the sensible player here would perhaps be to take Van der Zanschel to, to win the opening set at plus 200 with Bet Rivers. You know, he's had a match under his belt here now. He knows the conditions. Rude doesn't. He's caused rude problems before. I think that's a reasonable shout. I saw Van der Sanchup as well in Miami. He played Ruzavori, uh, won the first set. Ruzavori came back, was 4-2 up in the third, lost the match. Yeah. Uh, doesn't know how to finish games off. Um, he's all over the place. Anyway, yeah. I don't know whether he's fit or not this season. He has had injury problems, but it's hard to tell with him because his body language is so poor all the time. He always looks like he'd rather be somewhere else or doing something else. And, but I think we just take it on the bare stats. We know that he's his game has caused problems for Rude in the past on, on different surfaces. And we know that Rude's got a very short turnaround time here. So it's it's certainly a possibility for the underdog. Mm. The underdog ran the Sancho has a chance. Many different ways to get with him. You can get with him to win the first set at plus $2. You can get him on the handicap at four and a half or maybe even take the totals at 21 and a half. But he has given Casper Rude problems before. Can he do so again tomorrow? But check out the Bet Rivers website. There is 24 different markets on all these matches currently and there'll be more added overnight. Again, check the timing. It's going to be an early start, 5 a.m. Around that time, Eastern time, these matches start on Wednesday. Today. Uh, next match up, we have Yannick Sinner, a very, very heavy favourite. Minus 625 up against Diego Schwartzman, a plus 460. Diego Schwartzman, the Argentinian, who could cause anybody on his day problems on clay. But uh, the veteran hasn't had many days. He did come through the first round here. Yannick Sinner has to sort of transitionalise from a fantastic hardcore season onto the clay in Europeans. He shouldn't have any problems. But at minus 625... You may be in a little bit of word of caution, especially on the handicap, which is five and a half. And total games is 19 and a half, which does look low when you consider Sportsman's brilliant record on the slow courts. They've met once before on a hard court. No surprise, Sinner won 6 2 6 2. Um, Sinner, uh, I, know, I know you're very, very keen on him, and we've spoken about him many times in the last few months as a player who's going to emerge through and potentially win a major this year. Um, what are your thoughts of Sinner on, on a clay court? I mean, when he come on the scene, we all expect him to dominate on clay and be a clay court player. But as, as he's evolved, he's become more of a hardcore player. His serves got stronger. He's become more of a factor on uh, on grass. But when he first emerged, we thought he was potentially clay was going to be his surface. Um, but it's a tough ask, isn't it, to come from the Sunshine Double and straight into Monte Carlo. Yeah, it's not easy. That's why some of these first round matches in Monte Carlo are often produce peculiar results. You know, quite a few underdogs won yesterday that I, I didn't, I couldn't see any statistical basis for, for backing them. They just had good days where the favourites had bad days, and you know you can't you can't legislate for that really. Um, in terms of Sinner's um, performance on clay, it's it's equally as good, um, almost almost as good actually as uh, as on hard. If you look at his last twelve months on clay at main level, his service points one and return points one total is one hundred and six, and his win rate is seventy nine percent. He went fifteen four last year um, on the clay win loss, so. Certainly effective um, on the clay, as you say, his, his game has improved. His serves got bigger. That that can only help him as well on the you know on the clay. It's not it's not going to hinder him certainly. Um, 
it, the interesting thing here is Schwartzman. You know, he's he's he's. His, his level has certainly gone down, hasn't it? But his, his stats haven't really dropped much yet. Um, his, his, his stats are interesting, actually, Schwartzman. He's on 101 in terms of his service points, one return points, one total over the last 12 months. But he's only won 52% of his matches, 13 wins and 12 losses. Now, if we look at his career as a whole, he's not he's not much better than that, really. His service points, one return points, one total is 102 on his career. Um, on clay at main level, which is also the same number as he is on outdoor hard, incidentally. So his stats are no better on clay than they are on outdoor hard, Schwartzman. They're, they're decent, but 102, it's not it's not going to win you any big, big tournaments. Um, I think the only thing in Schwartzman's favour is the fact that he's played a match against a, an admittedly quite unfit and, and lacking in matches, Goffin. So that was probably quite a good match for Schwartzman. I think he played pretty well, but again, he didn't beat much, I don't think. It could be one where Sinner takes... A little time to get going, maybe to back him to win 2-1 if you're having a bet in that match. That might be a, a hint of value. But you would think on everything we've seen from Schwartzman this year and everything we've seen from Sinner this year that Sinner will win. But as you say, the transition from hard to clay may take a little bit of time, as as we're, we're seeing with, with Rublev as well at the minute as we speak. You know, he dropped the first set to Munar. He's going to have to do it the hard way. Um, so, yeah, possibly 2-1 to Sinner would be an option in that one. Two one said also brings in the over total games at nineteen and a half, which is the lowest on the games that we well, on the matches that we're talking about now. Um, the next game is uh, Holgaruna uh, against Dominic Team. Probably one of the most uh, interesting matches from a spectator's point of view. Holgaruna is obviously a young emerging uh, player that's uh, destined for big things, and I've actually been for the French Open, so I'm interested to see how he's going to fare here. Uh, he's minus three oh eight against the veteran Dominic Team at plus two thirty five. The handicap is three and a half. The totals are 21 and a half. Um, I know you look at the stats and the analytics of the tennis betting. You look at Dominic Team, he sees uh, parting ways with his coach and you look at that as a as a, a negative for him. But I know the betting public still think Dominic Team is going to emerge and become the Dominic Team of what we saw. And there's many handicappers on, on social media and many people talk about Dominic Team and think that the, the parting of the ways with Masseur's coach is going to be a, a good thing and that a new coach comes in and take him back to his levels. Um, I totally mm. disagree with that. I, I think I yeah. think the guy is, is, is finished as far as a top 20 player. I really do, unfortunately, for his injuries. And I think Holger Rune here is is uh, someone who's going to, going to relish the opportunity to take Dominic Team in a big match early doors. But minus 3.08, would I bet him? I probably wouldn't. Yeah, I, I, I have said all along, I don't think teams got it anymore uh i i stand to be proven wrong on this someone will probably watch this video in six months time when he's won the french open and <laughs> tell me i'm completely wrong i just don't see it though i haven't i haven't seen anything from team really apart from in flashes um that suggest that he can get back to the level that he was at before i mean if if we look at his last 12 months on clay at main level um his service points one and return points one total is 99 which is you know not terrible, but certainly isn't going to win you much. Uh, might might get you a two fifty on a good week. Um, he's eleven thirteen win loss, so his win rate's forty six percent. Now, if you look at his career at main level on clay, his service points one, return points one total is one hundred and five, and he had a win rate of seventy one percent. So that's quite some considerable drop off the level that he's playing at the moment compared to how he has done in the past. Um. I'm not sure how you can see parting from Massa as a as a, as a as a positive. To be honest, I mean, that's basically no. unless he unless he's got someone amazing lined up, and he's going to announce them next week. Uh, I'm not sure 
I just don't think it's anything to do with the coach. I'm, not, I'm just not sure team's got the motivation anymore. He, he said this a few times. He hinted at it. Then after he won the US Open, he he said something along the lines of, I wasn't one of those guys that would want to keep winning and winning and winning majors, like, you know, like the Djokovic and Nadal. He intimated that he'd won the major and that, you know, that's that's kind of me done now. I, I don't see him at his age. He's not young because he was he 29, 30. Mm-hmm. He's not a young guy. I'm not seeing much from him that suggests that he's going to get back to the level that we've seen from him before. I may be proven wrong, but I, I, I just not seen it at the minute. Uh, Rune, in terms of his last 12 months on clay, he's on a service points one, return points one total of 104.2. He should beat team and this Dominic team. You you would expect him to win that. I, I, I'm not tempted to back team in that really. No, no. I, I just think the only the only person who could. Um... Who can lose his matches? Ruin himself. I mean, he he does have wobbles, and he he hasn't been in the greatest of form this season. Has struggled with a bit of injury as well. Uh, but minus three hundred eight. I, I yeah, think it's first a good match on clay as I well, isn't I, it? As well, so yeah. He could. I think I think if he gets through against team, I think Holgerun could go far. I think he, I think, but this is a first match. I think it's going to be quite a difficult one, and uh, but I think the lines look about right. Uh, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is an interest. This is a very interesting match. I'm surprised you haven't got a pick on this one. I thought you might have. Been tempted by this. Uh, Berrettini minus one thirty-two against Selim Dulo plus one hundred six. The two have never met before. Uh, Berrettini edge uh, got past Cressy, uh, a player that uh, is absolutely dreadful on clay. And Selim Dulo had a very big, uh, good win against Cam Norrie. Admittedly, uh, Cam Norrie didn't play his greatest of tennis of the year. Uh, but Selim Dulo, the Argentinian, plus one hundred six against Berrettini minus one thirty-two. Very slow conditions, which uh, you suggest they should suit Selim Dulo. But he has said in the past that. He prefers the harder, quicker courts rather than the clay, which is which is surprising me. But I thought Serendula here represented a little bit of value at plus one hundred six, just because of Berrettini's uh, clay court history and his, and his form on clays over the years. Um, Serendula's had a good run, obviously getting going through, going deep again in Miami. Uh, but I thought, I thought, I thought, of all the games when we sent them through today, I thought this one you might be edging for the Argentinian. I was tempted when I saw the lines. I probably had the same thought as you when I saw the lines, but then I kind of looked into the clay data a little bit deeper or, or at all. Um, and there isn't, there isn't much basis for, for me saying the line is wrong um, based on the stats. Uh, Berrettini has got the better clay court data at main level, both short term and longer term in the last 50 matches or 44 for Serendella, because that's all he's played in terms of the service points, one return points, one tails Berrettini is on 106. Which which did surprise me a little bit, and uh, Serendolo is on 101, and it's exactly the same for the last 12 months on clay as well. Which and well, the last 10 matches for Berrettini because he he hasn't played that many on clay, and the last 12 months for Serendolo it's exactly the same: 106 to Berrettini, 101 to Serendolo. So on the basis of that, you would say the prices are about right. You could certainly argue that Berrettini's rusty. Um, it was a, kind of a strange match against Cressy. Yes, I had hoped that Cressy would serve well enough to take it over the ten and a half games in the first set. He went along okay for the first six and then he's he's yeah, he was he double faults came in and he actually had a couple of chances to break break Berrettini in, in two separate service games, Cressy. Didn't take him. Um yeah, I, I don't think the line's wrong based on based on the stats. You could you could argue that Serendolo's got better form currently than Berrettini. So if you're looking at it that way, then I certainly wouldn't Put you off back in Serendello. I just, I just don't think there's any value there based on the numbers. Yeah, Serendello uh, for first glimpse, I thought plus one hundred six 
was a bet, like Sean, but then you do the homework, you do the research, and you realise it's probably best to avoid that bet. Uh, next game, uh, the penultimate game we're going to look at is uh, Jarry, minus 235. The Chilean up against Popper in, plus 185. You would expect Jarry to win this. Had a very impressive first round win over Corich, the seed. Um, two and a half is the spread. 22 and a half is the handicap. The two have never met before. But, you know, you would expect Jerry to win, but he is minus 235, which does look about a fair price. Yeah, he was another one that was shocking in Marrakesh. Uh, and then less than a week later, turned it round and played great in the first round here against against Chorich. I was initially thinking about tie breaks here because Popperin plays a lot of tie breaks. Jerry plays a ton of tie breaks, 0.39 per set in the last 12 months on clay at main level. He can play a tie break pretty much anywhere. Um I just think, but then looking at Popperin's clay stats, you know, his last 10 on clay at main level and all time are pretty much the same. His service points, one return points, one total of 97. Jarry's on 106 over the last 12 months. It's quite a substantial difference. It's it's certainly possible it might be a tiebreak in this, um, given how Popperin has played. He was very fortunate to beat Benoit Pair. Pair was miles ahead of him in qualifying and managed to find defeat from the jaws of victory once again from, from Pair. Uh, but he had a good win against against Lajevic. I wouldn't have fancied Popperin to beat Lajevic on clay. No. Um, you know, and he did. So, again, he was another one. He was awful against Evans in Marrakesh. So, it's, there's a lot of ups and downs going on with these players at the minute. It's making it very difficult. Uh, if you're having a bet, maybe the tie break. I can't I can't see Popperin winning. No, Jerry Bond is 235. Popperin plus 185. You would expect the South American to come through there. But he is very, very... High in the betting, minus 235. You've got a lot of, you've got to pay a lot of uh, money to get a, a return on that. Uh, the final match, uh, the American number one, Taylor Fritz, almost going to be a bit of a challenge to be the American number one now with the former Francis TFO. But Taylor Fritz currently holds that number one ranking in America. He's minus 255 against Stan Ravinka, plus 175. The veteran, 38 years of age, rolled back the clock with a brilliant the performance, especially in the third set against Talon Griegsport. Uh, no signs of fatigue there. Got better as the match went on in three sets. Uh, he's played twice before against Taylor Fritz. He's won them both, admittedly, quite a while ago now. Taylor Fritz is a very different player. But on clay, Fritz is vulnerable here. Plus two and a half is the spread. The totals are 22 and a half. And uh, I've got a lean for me, old mate Stanislas Ravinka. I, I, I love Stan. And I think a plus 175, I might be tempted to sprinkle a little bit of... Uh, pizza money on him to get the job done here against the American number one. Yeah, it's possible. If you look at the sort of longer term clay data, Stan hasn't played much on clay recently at all, actually. Um, if you look at his, his, the last 10 matches that they've both played on clay at main level, they've both got the same service points, one in return points, one total of 101. Um, so on that basis, you would, you would put it as a, a sort of even money match. Um, but from the start of 2021 to now, uh, Vavrinka's only played seven matches. One, three, lost four. His, his total's 96.4, which isn't great. Um, but he does have the advantage of, of playing that three-set match against against Griegsport uh, yesterday, which Griegsport should have won, really, but didn't. Um, that that I'm used to from, from Marrakesh. Um, yeah, I think it's possible. If you look at if you look at the long-term data and what Stan is capable of on his day, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't rule it out for sure. No. Yeah, plus one seventy five. My lean is that I'm gonna. I've got a couple. I'm gonna go with Serendula at plus one hundred six as a lean. I'm gonna go for Herinka at plus one seventy five. But that's only a lean for me. But the official play, one official play uh, tomorrow on on Wednesday's action. And what's the official play, Sean, for you? 
Uh, Yalanstruf plus two and a half games against uh, Deminor. Uh, 1.92, that is with Bet Rivers. Yeah, plus just two and a half sure games on a handicap, to... yeah. Yeah, two and a half games in handicap, minus 108. Uh, check the Bet Rivers website. Obviously, it's an early start. I keep, I keep emphasizing that you want to do that because obviously some of these matches start at 5 a.m. Eastern time. So you don't want to miss out. Make sure you get involved there. Obviously, as well on the Bet Rivers site, you, you can have a bet on these matches. You can watch them from the luxury of your home or office or wherever you are on your tablet uh, because all these matches are streamed live on the Bet Rivers website. There are also some very interesting games we haven't spoken about. Zverev against Bautista Ragut, Dimitrov against Leheka, Medvedev against Sanego as well. So there's a whole host of really good tennis action tomorrow here in Monte Carlo. And there's also uh, some great tennis action here on the Bet Rivers Network on Wednesday, Roy Girani will stand in for me alongside James Blake talking about the big talking about the big talking points in the tennis world. Um, we saw today, I don't know if you saw that, uh, Riley Apelka has said he wants to get rid of doubles in tennis. He says he, he thinks that doubles should be scrapped and it should be singles. So I'm sure that James will have a, a, an opinion on that. On Thursday, myself and Sean will be back again when we look ahead to the quarterfinals here in Monte Carlo and then we'll be back for the weekend looking for the week at the, the outright markets and the tournament first round bets on the action for next week. Uh, remember there's three ways to follow us here on the Bet Rivers Network. You can download betting weekly game bet match on your preferred podcast provider, uh, Spotify, whichever one you use, Apple, it's available on all your preferred providers. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel, the Bet Rivers Network, stay across all the fantastic content we provide there. It's a massive night of soccer action tonight. The Champions League returns some big, big games on Tuesday, Wednesday, and the Europa League on Thursday. RJ and Steve Vish, uh, two fantastic soccer handicappers, give you the best bets on that. And you can also subscribe, sorry, you can also follow us on the Bet Rivers, uh, on sorry, our handle, joint handle by all those fabulous uh, handicappers at Because We Win. Uh, that's one we share amongst all ourselves. You saw Sean last week doing some videos from Marrakesh. I'll be doing the same from Monte Carlo over the next few days as well. Not quite the same, uh, is that, Well, <laughs> look at it. Look, 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 palm trees, sun shining. It's a very similar view from yeah. Gordon, I think. I bet you can get Very more sad. than a Kit Kat and a cup of tea there, that's for sure. I haven't been out yet, Sean. I'm a professional. I'll come in and do the work. I'm going to go and venture around okay. town now. But uh, anyway, last thing I have to say is thank you very much for joining us, for watching. And and Sean, thank you very much for uh, joining us on your birthday. Have a, a lovely birthday. Enjoy thank the rest you. of your day. What do you What have you got planned? What do you got anything planned? Picking the kids up from after school, uh, after uh, Easter holiday football club, and then um, entertaining them for the rest of the day, and then probably doing a bit more work on the tennis. So, yeah, professional to the well, last. Well, if you don't get around to having a glass of Chablis, I'll have a nice glass of Chablis for you. Raise a glass to your birthday. Thank uh, you. Thanks very much for watching. Uh, lots of content coming along your way here in Monte Carlo. There's the best bets. The best bets tomorrow is uh, Schluff plus two and a half at even money against Alex Dimonor. And remember to check out their members website because it's an early start, 5 a.m. tomorrow. So to get up nice and early and cash some tickets. Take care, everyone. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. <laughs>